Triple M. Rush Hour. Hey guys, your favourite podcast is just seconds away, but what if you could listen to it without worrying about using data? Got an offer for you right now. Uh, if you go to ilovedata.com.au, you're going to get 50 gigs of data for only $59.95 a month. There's no contracts, there's no catches. It's ilovedata.com.au. Open that up on your browser now and let's get into the podcast. Tonight, the cows hit the track at Bathurst. We'll get the latest. Richard Friedman is in. I'm going to ask him if Winx is as good as we're all making out. A scandal in New Zealand rugby. Good news if you're a Socceroos fan. And Australia's one-day team can't even defend 372. Welcome to the Rush Oh, that had a bit of anger about it, didn't it? Hello, Rich. Hello, Dan. How are you? I love this time of year because as much as we're primarily a rugby league show in winter, now we can stretch out a bit and talk about other sports and get non-league people like yourself in. Exactly. And I'm delighted to be here because we've got We've got a three-horse race on Saturday that we're all looking forward to. <laughs> three-horse race. <laughs> Isn't that Why don't you awful? just hand the check to the Winx people and don't even run? Don't even risk it getting hurt. A half a million dollars. Three runners. And you've got to spend I've forty a, minutes previewing it on Sky. I've got a I've got a maiden filly that's had one run in a race. If I'd have known there was only going to be three <laughs> runners, I'd have thrown it in to get fourth prize money. Hey, we have exciting news here at Triple M, and it's always good to know that we're not on the inside, Richard, because neither of us had any idea this was going on. But Triple M today uh, announced that it has signed a two-year deal with Cricket Australia to broadcast selected Australian Test matches over Fantastic. the next two summers. Fantastic. Uh, so it's this series this year against. Pakistan and the Ashes series the following year. So this year we're doing the, obviously a toe in the water exercise, which is exciting, that we're doing the day-night test from the Gabba from the 15th of December. Now all the details are still to come and the Boxing Day test will be live here on Triple M. Can we get Harsha? Can we have Harsha Bogle? Well, I think... He's part of the establishment, well, Richard. Why, why I think part of get him? because Triple M is all about doing it a little differently and a little bit more modern. And but I love Harsha. Well, go and listen to the ABC. <laughs> it's the Rush Hour, Triple M. The Triple M Rush Hour. Triple oh. M. This is the Rush Hour. <laughs> Richard Friedman, Dan Ganane here on a Thursday night as uh, we do the show uh, for insert sponsor here. I can't find it. Oh, and we do sports updates for ABL Thailand Bathroom Centre. Now, uh, they're your favourite. We had a um, uh, Bathurst guest lined up and they just fell through a few moments ago. So that has thrown us into a bit of a tailspin, Richard. So you know what we're going to do? We're just going to talk, you and I. Let's Sounds just go through debate. some of the big... We're going to reinvent what we do on this show and actually just have a discussion. Mm. Australia's one day bowling, it's official, it stinks. Uh, stinks? Stinks isn't the word. It hums. It is the worst bowling attack in one day, the one day world. How do you not defend 372? They are second stringers. Well, they may well be second stringers, but even second stringers should be able to defend 372 anywhere, on anything. Yeah, I watch the first innings, the Australian part. And you know when 372 sounds out of number. this world? Yeah. But it just came a little... Warner was great and Steve Smith was great, but it just came a little easily. It's a small ground, runs were flying. I thought, <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're home here. Well, given the, the form of the South African batsmen, they just keep producing, you know, fantastic innings after fantastic innings and all different batsmen, so... Okay, can you name, because we're being unfair... Uh, can you name any... There were six bowlers used this morning by Australia. Oh, Can no, you name any me. of them? Don't ask me. Go through them. Tremaine. Yes. Worrell. 
Now, he's the guy that carved a penis into a pitch. That's uh, what he's best known for. <laughs> Hastings. Now, Hastings has got some Hastings goes all right, Johnny Hastings. Two for 79 off 10. Mitchell yeah. Marsh, Adam Zampa, yeah. and Travis Head. So well, that's the Australian. Zampa, Hastings, Marsh. You, you might say they're, they're world-class bowlers. I don't know if the other guys Thankfully, are. Thankfully, and this is only the second time, if they are to be clean swept, 3-0, 2 to play, very good chance. It's only happened to Australia twice in 19 years. And you know what's worse than that? Nobody cares. I was going to say. The be- Nobody gives a rat's. The best thing about this for those bowlers, for that team, in five five minutes after the series ends, we'll completely forget about That's it. That's the trouble with one day and 2020 cricket now. There are so many meaningless series. No one knows what they're for. They're not aiming at anything. They don't have any ultimate goal. They're just on to fill the ground with as many ticket payers as they can possibly get, and they go out there, they have a whack. It's, it's losing its meaning. It's losing its value. Now, some big news uh, in the world of football. Channel Nine's going to broadcast the last eight Socceroos World Cup games, starting with tomorrow morning's clash with Saudi Arabia, uh, who are two wins from two. This is actually a very big week for the Socceroos. If they can get some positive results against the Saudis and then Japan in Melbourne, they can almost lock up their ticket to Russia. But this is big that Nine has decided, and they're putting it on go, but this is a big toe-dipping exercise. If this works for them, and it's, it's they're basically taking the Fox broadcast and just retransmitting it, this is a big time. If, if that works, then all of a sudden the A-League rights could yep. go through the roof. It's a big feather in the cap for the A-League to get this far. And then Channel 9, okay, they're taking a little punt on it, and they're going to see how it goes. But that is the nature of free-to-air television now. I mean, I've had discussions with guys who run free-to-air stations and they have said almost unanimously the only future for free-to-air television given the rise of the internet the rise of download the rise of pay tv and other uh other forms of visual medium the only future for it is live events Mm. now that's live sport or other live events but that's its only future long term so this is this doesn't surprise me that they're they're going to try out every sport to see if if that will attract sponsors and viewers are you aware of what's happened with the New Zealand All Blacks halfback, Aaron Smith? I did hear that there might have been, you know, he might have been caught in flagrante, shall we say. What does that mean, Richard? Shagging. <laughs> <laughs> in a Christchurch airport, he took a, a lady with him yeah. at 2pm in his All Blacks tracksuit. In, he's what's dressed the big, in the team strip. What's the biggest crime here? The fact that he committed the act, which is illegal, although in a private area, uh, I don't know if it was regular cubicle or disabled cubicle, because you get the extra is room. Is there a difference? The well, you get the extra room. <laughs> There's no legal difference. No, but I could be distasteful <laughs> if a, some poor disabled person's knocking on the door trying to get in. <laughs> yeah, there's a moral difference here. <laughs> a moral difference. Do you think the bigger crime is that he did it, which is, A, you can't do that, or that he did it in a New Zealand, in his team strip, so he's on official duties, or that he did it at 2pm with kids (laughs) around the toilet? Or that he got caught. Is that the biggest crime? But no, it, all of the all of the above is bad. How do you? How at two in the afternoon do you do you suddenly get this organised? I mean, we've all been to a bar, and you know, when we were young, and thought, you know, like you know, I fancy her, and you know, it takes a bit of work to to get that done. But if you've got your All Blacks tracksuit on, it's a hell of an icebreaker. <laughs> yes, it is. But you still got to. You've still got to get it done. Two in the afternoon? Forget it. I, that's just unthinkable. I think you're missing the point here. <laughs> I understand the point, it, that it's it's distasteful, 
that it's it's disrespectful. It's all of the above. But how do you get that done in two in the afternoon? That's what I can't work out. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. We did mention at the start of the show that we've been handed an incredible deal from Ovo Mobile. So if you switch to Ovo Data Sim, you're going to get 50 gig for $59.95 on 4G. And this is going to change how you enjoy listening to music, video, sport, all the stuff you do on your mobile device with nothing more than a new sim. And get this just for you for listening right now. Ovo will give you the first month at half price. Let's do some math. Let's work that out. A whole month to enjoy 50 gig on 4G for just $29.95, then $59.95 after that. So there's no contract and Ovo will instantly upgrade your plan to any better offers they release as part of their more for fans promise. And with 50 gig, you can afford to catch up with us more often. Open your browser now and get on at ilovedata.com.au. 50 gig for $59.95 on 4G and then half price for the first month. ilovedata.com.au. Now let's get back to the show. From Bathurst tomorrow and on Tuesday, I believe, we'll be at the Socceroos. Uh, they're playing Japan and we'll be doing the show uh, at Eddie Had Stadium. So that's uh, to come on the show. But now let's do this. Now on the Triple M Rush Hour, another great... You cannot be serious! Censored moment in sport. If John Aloisi can score this goal, Australia will be there. Are you sure? I'm trying to do my best. 4-2. 4-2. He wins it for it. us. John. Here's Aloisi for a place in the you World Cup. He's yeah! scored! Australia have done it! John! Come on! John Aloisi, the Confederations oh, Cup hero, has done it in the biggest game of all. Come on, Australia! Last and long last! The Rush Hour. Uh, keep getting tweets from Cronulla fans, I gather, wanting to know if we're going to put the uh, grand final call on a podcast. We might. We haven't ever thought of doing that, so we might do that in the next... Nathan just sent a tweet a few minutes ago, so we might do that, Nathan. We are doing it. Definitely doing it. Oh, we are doing it tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. All right, so we'll do it. It'll be via the web so we can get the click, and then you can get the podcast. There we go. So everyone's happy. Uh, Winks. Yes. Is Winks the superstar of today or the superstar of... A generation. Is Winx that good? I thought you were going to say, or is she the superstar of yesterday? Well, uh, that's a possibility too. But, yeah. I'm sorry, but we always seem to go gaga about one horse per cycle. There's no reason to believe that Winx is not the greatest horse of her particular generation. What a generation is in horse racing is hard to quantify. But yeah, right now, she's the be- no reason to believe that she's not the best horse in the country. She's got... The, the string of, of wins, uh, 11, I think, going for 12. She's going to in a three-horse race on Saturday, which the Caulfield Stakes, a 2,000-metre race at Caulfield. Wait for age, half a million dollars, three runners. <laughs> huh? How she, does that happen? Well, because she, she, accept, she entered. Well, that limits the number of people who want to take her on because she's, you know, very, very hard to beat. The same thing used to happen with Black Caviar. They, people had their horse say, why do I want to run against Black Caviar just to get beaten? But second prize money is not bad. But uh, I guess the question I'm asking is, but most people like me who only dip in and out of horse racing for big carnivals, we remember the Might and Powers and the Maccabi Divas and the Black Caviars and the Sun Lines, mm. and then everything else sort of blends into itself. I'm asking, is Winks in that 
esteem, or are we just getting a little excited at this point? No, she's in that class. She's 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 just got into that realm where where she's iconic in the game. And if she wins again on Saturday and then wins another Cox Plate, which is her ultimate mission in Melbourne uh, at Mooney Valley the week before the Melbourne Cup week, if she wins that race again, she won it by, oh, I can't remember the margin. It was huge last year. It was five, six, seven lengths. Can't remember. But it was big. And uh, if she does that, if she wins again, even if she only wins by an inch, she's she's immortalised. Yeah. But she may not be the best horse in the country at the moment. Hartnell? Hartnell is absolutely flying he's he's lifted five lengths on last year's performances maybe more maybe he's a six seven length better horse and I reckon when he meets her in the Cox Plate that is going to be a race because he is good enough at the moment to to give her a run for her money and maybe beat her okay so Winks wins that wins that all time great undisputed no doubt loses great horse maybe not quite in the black caviar Maccabi Diva realm Correct. I think that's a fair comment. Right. And I think most racing people would agree with that. She'd be a great horse. Anyone would love to own her, and she's been fantastic. But does she get into the Black Caviar Maccabi Diva realm if she doesn't win at least one of those great races twice? Well, which they did. That was two-way turf talk on the Rush Hour. More after this. <laughs> Including Maria Sharapova's revealing interview. Okay. About her drug suspension and, and being given a bit of a reduction. That's next. The Triple M Rush Hour. Triple M, this is the Rush Hour, getting you home on a Thursday. Richard Friedman here with uh, Dan. What's this week's racing, by the way? What's the big race? The Guineas, the Caulfield Guineas. Yeah, and and uh, Caulfield Stakes. Well, anything Winks runs in is okay. a big race. All right. Yeah. And then Caulfield Cup the week Caulfield after. Caulfield Cup. After okay. That, yeah. And then we're right in the thick of it. Okay. Uh, Maria Sharapova today was given a reprieve of sorts. Uh, she was banned for two years for taking a drug called Melodium. I think that was the official name of Meldonium? it. Meldonium? Meldonium, that's it, mm. uh, which is a heart medicine. A lot of people were taking it, so the suggestions that everyone knew that it was providing some sort of advantage well, under well, the guise of being heart medication. How many elite athletes do you think have heart problems that need treatment? Well, they were taking a lot, and it was yes. taken off... It was on, put onto the ban list. Team Sharapova apparently didn't know. Court... No. And uh, she was caught like in the month, the the first month yeah. after the it Australian was banned. Open. Yes, because it was banned on the first of January two thousand and sixteen, right. and she was caught in, in January doing it now, in Australia. I'm no fan of Maria, and I think a lot of people would feel the same. Not a particularly likable person, but I tell you what, Richard, she's putting up a hell of a case. Oh, it, she's beautifully managed. Here is she is talking to Charlie Rose, American, one of the best interviewers in the world. And just, do you believe her, I guess, is the question. Here's some of that interview. Is it for you a repudiation of the International Tennis Federation? It is. It's sad to say that, but I think it really is. Um, I was so shocked in the the first place because I was taking a a substance that was completely legal for 10 years. This Um, was prescribed for you by your doctor in in Moscow. It actually wasn't even prescribed. It was an over-the-counter product. He suggested you use it. Yes. It's called meldonium at the time. Mil- well, I always knew it as Mildronon. Actually, yes. So when I received the email in March and I saw Meldonium, I had first thing I did, I, I got on, on my phone and I, I, I Googled what Meldonium was. I had no clue. Do you consider it a performance enhancer? 
Oh, absolutely not. You don't? I never ever... Even now, I mean, you don't think that it has the possibility of enhancing performance? No, because I know how common it is. I know how common it is. I, I know that it's on the vital and essential list in, in Russia. It's taken as aspirin in Russia. So to me, it's, I, I can't even grasp my head around that fact. One issue is, why didn't you know? Right. They sent you a notification in December. Well, Might somebody in your team who knew you were taking right. this, there were others who knew you were taking it. Right. Why didn't they know? Because the, the notifications were completely inadequate. There, it was false advertisement. Mm. The emails that we had received saying main changes to the anti-doping rules had no additions to the prohibited list, had no, no signs, no warnings. A more significant set of warnings you're suggesting by another sport. There were no warnings from the ITF, no one. So uh, the question has to do with their motive in part. How could they be so believed that this, in your words, deserved a 24-month suspension? Well, I got a 24-month suspension, but they wanted four years from me, Charlie. The they ITF. Four years. The ITF wanted to ban me for four years. And, when, and, I, and I went through the ITF hearing knowing that the people I'm speaking to were chosen by the people that I'm actually in a fight with. Mm -hmm. So that, I'm not sure, they call that neutral? That's not neutral. CAS is neutral, and this is what CAS has awarded to me. Well, do you think they were trying to make an example of you? I, I never wanted to believe that. But I'm, I, I'm starting to think that. So what's the lesson you've learned from this? I've learned how much more other federations did in this case yeah. around this substance. In and trying to did, inform players and athletes. Well, they, they inform players directly. We're not in hiding. We play over 20 tournaments a year. We're constantly on the road at events. I've been on the monitoring list um, through WADA last year where they tested me numerous times. They knew that I was taking meldonium and there was no direct access to me i was right there they could have told me they knew you were taking it and then it became on the list and they yes. should have told you because they knew you were taking it they owed that to you they owed the fa they there's a reason why there's a monitoring list mm. right and there's well, no course, yeah. they said there's no there's a confidentiality breach if they would let me know but what confidentiality breach would there be if they went directly to me I guess the crux of her argument is they, they didn't take me by the hand and say, Maria, don't take this drug. They did put out, I know at the time, they put out uh, notices saying they had changed the list of drugs that were now banned. Now it's your responsibility to go and look and see if what you are taking is on that list. And she's saying, oh, no, no, they should have told me not to take it. Well, Maria... You're a professional athlete making $50 million a year. But hang with, on, she says... With a team around her But she says the email that they did open wasn't specific enough or wasn't... Didn't that's right. Well, it, it doesn't have to be specific enough. There was probably quite a number of changes to the list. So you don't have... You I've got no have sympathy, sympathy for it. That rubbish that, oh, it was a common drug, therefore it can't be in performance enhancing, that is garbage. Right? That is just, just drivel, that. Yeah, drug can be common and performance enhancing. But she's pre preparing herself to come back and be a martyr, a hero. When she returns to the tour at, at the French Open next year, she's going to be a hero. To The tennis-loving audience. You think? Because she has played this narrative the whole time. See, I don't think people, after Lance Armstrong, believe anything 
that people have been convicted of a, of a drug if charge. Ever, if anyone's ever positive, I just straight out don't. That's my default position. That's Lance's legacy. Oh, Lance, no, even before then. Lance completely dropped the cleaver on anybody who wanted to believe that an athlete could be innocent. But I think she comes across as a, I think she's completely full of BS, but she's coming across as a sympathetic figure. Well, I don't believe people are that gullible anymore, so I don't think they will believe her, and I'll just think that she's been well-managed, well-rehearsed. You know. I agree with all that, but she's done it well. She has done it well, no doubt about it, but I don't know that as many people will believe her as you think will. Rush Hour, Triple M. The Triple M. Rush Hour. Sports Update. Aaron Woods and Josh Mansour are out of next week's one-off test against the Kiwis in Perth because they have wedding commitments. So they are out, uh, but they will uh, rejoin the squad for the rest of the Four Nations. Well, in fact, all of the Four Nations because next week's test is, as I said, a one-off. Rugby League Week is reporting the World Club Challenge between Cronulla and either Warrington or Wigan will be held in Sydney next year. They're also reporting the Broncos are close to signing Tautau Monga to replace Jack Reed. That'll uh, suit Cronulla. Playing that uh, that World Challenge here at home just before the season starts here, that'll be beautiful. They man. need it. Well, there will be, in the 20 years with no one going back-to-back, 25 years, they will be as little as chance, I reckon, as any club of doing it. No Michael Ennis, that's what I'm saying. Michael Ennis is out. You, Gallon and Lewis are a year old. I'm so, well, they might go on, but I'm just saying they'll be mooted as, as little chance as any of repeating. Well, all, all they'll be worried, they won't be worried about the club challenge anyway. They'll be just worried about this upcoming season. There's, ha- a, there's a nice little hit out for them. But you're right, and they're going to have that joint full every week next year. Yep. And... One no, no trip to England. Yeah. Now that's a, now you've sort of now well, things are playing in their favour. The NBL uh, restarts tonight, and the Brisbane Bullets are back. They take on the Perth Wildcats. Hello to all of you driving out to that game, and it's good to have the Bullets back. Yes. And, well, who do you who do you associate with the original Bullets? Oh, Leroy Loggins. Yes, Loggins. Brian Curl, the yes. coach. Yes. Uh, Larry Senstock. I think he had a run with them. See, everyone loved the Derek Bullets. Rucker. Everyone, the Bullets were the were the absolute hero team because Ben, our panel up here, he's too young to remember the Bullets. No, so he was a Kings man. Yes, Damian Keogh and Tim Morrissey and <laughs> Kenny McClary, the D Train, Dwayne. I met the D Train. Did you, mate? Fifty years old. It's true what they say. What did they say? Well, it could be viewed as a racist term, but he ain't cracked at all. He looked fan- He looked like 25. His son really? was in. They looked like brothers. Really? The D-Train. The D-Train, Dwayne McLean. Yes. Uh, and I had one other story. Oh, can the media please lay off Steve War's son? Let the kid be a kid for a while. He scored 100 in some game and people are going berserk. It's like Black Caviar's first foul. Let bowl. the kid... <laughs> if he makes New South Wales or something, the landlords get excited. But come on, the kid's 17. Let him go for a bit. And apparently he's belting them over the uh, mid see, on and mid off he, and not working them off the hip behind square leg. You're and- part of the problem. <laughs> it's the Rush Hour. Triple M will wrap it up after this. The Triple M Rush Hour. Fair dinkum. Kurt's taking the piss with that song, isn't he? Oh, you yeah, can't finish it. a song like that. Listen, you do not bag the music here at Triple M. I'm not bagging the music. I'm just saying Kurt was, you know... Music is very popular here. I love the music. Classic rock was so successful I had to ditch it because it was taking audience (laughs) away from the main station. Do not bag the music. I never do. I'm with you, Kurt. Yeah. (laughs) Up you go, Kurt. (laughs) You ever see the People versus Larry Flint? How good Courtney Love was? Yes. Yeah, I did did see that movie. Has anyone been as perfectly placed to ever play a hot mess than Courtney Love? (laughs) 
<laughs> Folks, this is what happens when you have a guest from Bathurst drop out. You have Richard and I filling for uh, exactly yeah. for the show, and our fill just becomes a barroom chat. <laughs> and you know what? I think the people have appreciated this. Uh, well, we one are, hopes. We are just about done. Can you get how long have we got left, Ben? 15. In fifteen seconds, can you give us a tip for Saturday? Winks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're done. Ugly Phil is. Uh, no, I'll give you the trifecta in that race. Uh, yeah, Winks Field Field. Winks, <laughs> Winks will beat Black Bar- uh, Blackheart Bart, and go. he or she third. The Triple M Rush Hour.